Okay. I found one. <laughs> you mad at me? No. Promise? No. I'm feeling weird vibes. <laughs> well, we're a little late. I'm not mad. <laughs> but we're a little late. But I'm not mad. Yes, you are. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Leave that in the intro. <laughs> Please. Actually, just roll it. <laughs> It's so funny. Okay. <laughs> so what could be a very frustrating thing about you is your like need to be on time mm-hmm. or how you hold everyone to a very high standard, mm-hmm. but yet like you can be a hot mess too and like miss oh, stuff and be late. 100%. And I feel like people are so chill with you. So it can be frustrating, but then like once you like know how important and how like it's like almost like like a little obsessive like time is that important to you yeah then it's more of where like like anyone else I would have texted and be like oh my god I'm so sorry running a little late but for you I had to be like I am so sorry (laughs) this is what's happening I'm in the line like I'm I forgot about this like I'm so sorry you know anybody else I'm like I'm chilling you know what I mean yeah it's, you know, we dove into the Enneagram and y'all already know I'm a wing one. Yeah. And, you know, enough said. Your one, your one is out to play. One, one is always out to play. I sit down and I look over at her and she just looks <laughs> so bothered. And I'm a hot mess. I don't have my computer. I don't have my TV tray. I literally, I don't have anything. I was like, I like mentally prepared myself. I was like, Ashley, we're probably going to start a little late. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. Cause I like came home and, your door it was still dark like in your room yeah. and I was like uh-oh so then I texted and I was like hey like we need to yeah we need to start early or not early but like on time because I have something else that I have to be at and then I was in the shower and I hear Taryn like run out of her room with Charlie and I was like oh okay um and then the text the text was we were at Starbucks and I was like ah oh, got it because I was like where did she go I thought you yeah. went downstairs to like feed him and like no. Because Alicia was like, I need a medicine ball. And I was like, I got you, girl. Like, I'll go to Starbucks. Anyway, Alicia has an assistant. That is her morning. That is her morning. <laughs> done that. It, we're fine. I think we're, we're not fine. Fighting. We're not we're fighting. We're chilling. We're good. It's fine. How are you, okay. Taryn? Well, can I say my fun fact? Because you just freaking, you said, oh, your fun fact segment, swipe. <laughs> I'm going to call you out because. Fine. Do your fun fact. <laughs> okay. Um, did you know? Koala fingerprints are so close to humans that they could taint crime scenes. Oh, right. Don't be a killer in Australia. Oh, that's what you took from that. Or if you're a serial killer, have a pet go koala. to Australia and have a pet koala. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like train him. He's like in this thing on your back. And then after you commit the crime, you're like, or Someone whatever else like was the there. thing is and yeah. then the koala just goes around and is like ta, 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 touching like, everything. there's these partial prints everywhere clearly someone else was here yep mm. yep someone knows something anyways oh my gosh what are we doing why are we here um i'm taryn i'm this ashley. Is ashley welcome to unsolicited advice ashley the one time i started you have to steal it no get off my I back said I'm ashley and then you just went on because it's what i always do <laughs> the worst you're the worst. We you are, are the actual worst. <laughs> not professional. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, Anyways, shoot. um, remember how we said last week was our last time recording 
from home. We lied. Surprise. We're recording mm-hmm. from home again today because we're going on vacation. Vacation. And by vacation, I mean Palm Springs where we literally stay in a air conditioned room mm-hmm. and only go out to go in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so Taryn's thrive. family vacations. I, I want to like, I want to like paint a picture of how vacations for me were growing up. They were very, um, go here, be here, like scheduled, very, lots of activities, you know, like things that we go yeah. do. Taryn's family's vacation are the exact opposite. You don't yep. move. Yeah. You float, <laughs> you sit, you eat, you sleep. And it sounds like, oh, you'd get bored. You don't. No. <laughs> you enter like. Enter. Yeah. And you know what I think it is? Because, well, there's two things. One, Neither of us finish our sentence. <laughs> What? We both said you enter and then just stopped talking. <laughs> I feel like everyone knew. I, I honestly you was like, I don't know. another level yes. of relaxation. A twilight zone. Continue. Um, I think because like, so my parents are educators and we're always involved in sports. So all year is like traveling, going to games, like events. Like it's just like insane. So I think like vacation for them, they're like, no, we want to like chill yeah and then also all the guys in my family are golfers and palm springs has like very very cheap golf prices because no one goes because it's like it's 120 degrees outside they're literally nuts but they love it they thrive so i go i can't i'm gonna say i can't handle the heat so i have a really hard time being there unless i'm by the pool yeah um when i'm by the pool then i'm thriving but the majority of the time I'm like just running from one air conditioned room yeah, to the it's next. It's pretty brutal. Cause it is, it's hell outside. Yeah. It's so it's hot. Hell. It's so hot. Any who's all, uh, do you have a, of course I do. Okay. Uh, what is Charlie, happening? He's biting the cords. He gets electrocuted. <laughs> no, he's feisty. Cause he's hungry. Cause you know why I couldn't feed him because Ashley was some piss. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Our call time was 10, Taryn. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to Taryn It Up, which was which is our fun, fun, funny segment. <laughs> fun, funny. Fun, funny segment. This one is titled, mm, I bit a kid's head accidentally. What? A Taryn It Up. <laughs> Hi, Ash and DJ Taryn. What up? <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> you can say my name. My name is Emily. I love listening to your convos when I do any kind of drawing or illustration, one of my favorite hobbies. And I wanted to contribute to your pile of tearing it up stories. This was so, 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 so embarrassing and horrible, but I've had six years to mellow out. So I'm ready to share. And who better to share with than my UA yeah. gals? Yeah. This happened in summer of 2015, back when I was an awkward, pimply, thick-rimmed, hideous, rectangular glasses and braces-wearing 15-year-old. I mean, sounds cute to me. (laughs) I like to think I look more put together now in my 20s, girl. All of us look more put together. (laughs) Do we? I mean... I yes. Do we? Yes. I was working as a counselor at summer camp. I was a counselor for children in grade one. And during gym time, the kids were really into playing tag. I'm not that athletic of a person, but since their legs are stubby, I figured it wouldn't be that bad. One day we were playing tag and keep in mind at the gym, there are other grades in the gym as well. So it can be very crowded. And I was it. Wait, she was, oh, she was it. She was it. She was like, she was it in tag. 
Um, she puts as per usual. This child and I were doing this thing where he moves left and then I move left and then he moves right and then I move right, etc. He escapes and I turned around. <laughs> evidently with my mouth wide open oh my god <laughs> and an unlucky little sparse haired boy around the height of where my teeth were gets his basically bald head bit oh my gosh that's not even like a, a bite that's like a we're stab. talking about a 15 year old and uh biting on well, first grade is like six <laughs> they're like six years old poor baby she <laughs> She continues, my teeth were bleeding and his head was bleeding. Other counselors gathered around and I left them to handle the little boy's injury while I went and handled my own. Oh my she God. puts, kind of gross, brace yourself, Ash. I'm pretty sure I had to move one of my front teeth back into place. Ugh. Barfy Ow. face. I was all sweaty from the commotion and the stupid tag game. So my hair was stringy and my face was all shiny, but I had to go back and see if the kid was okay. I went into the gym, but many of the counselors were, weren't there. So I checked the meeting room where there were maybe around 12-ish counselors, remember all about my age, sitting in a circle. I went in and they were talking about me. <laughs> Of course. And I was so embarrassed. I can see the judgmental circle even now. The senior counselor, leaders of the counselors like me, were saying stuff like, we need to be more aware of our surroundings. Like, we oh, need to come on. put in all these implements oh, come on. <laughs> to keep this from happening again. Um, and she writes, it was incredibly embarrassing. And looking like a sopping mess definitely did not help with the all of the attention that I was getting. The little sparse-haired boy ended up being okay, thank goodness. Another counselor told me, it was just a surface injury and you'd think I could start a speedy recovery from the humiliation but a few years later I was reminiscing about the camp days with some of my fellow former counselors and one of them says hey remember that counselor that bit the kid's head lol <laughs> I responded with a mm, that was me <laughs> and we stopped reminiscing about camp right away <laughs> so then I realized this was probably one of the biggest incidents of my life and I probably will never be able to easily forget it Ugh. now a couple more years later I'm all right I guess but thinking back really made me cringe thanks for reading you guys rock Emily dang first of all Everyone needs to take a freaking chill pill. Relax. I hate when I hear stories like that because it's like clearly an accident. Mm. Also, like it's a funny situation <laughs> and people take it so serious to make her feel like that embarrassed. Like it's she just, shouldn't feel embarrassed. Obviously, it was a complete accident. Like yeah. who, ac who actually bites a kid's, you know, head yeah. during tag? Like clearly it wasn't intentional that like, you don't need to put in no. these new, you know. But also like... If you work with kids, you understand like kids just get hurt and mm -hmm. they're uncoordinated and things happen. Like when I was a teacher, back. they bounce back. Yeah. When I was a teacher, this kid dove onto my lap and I like went to catch him and my thumbnail went from like the, like in between his eyebrows all the way up his forehead and like a massive scratch. And I was so scared to tell his mom and his mom was like, honestly, I did that the other day. Like he's crazy. <laughs> But it's like everyone needs to just take life. Yeah. Not as more intense. And also, is it anonymous or did she say her name? Emily. Emily. Um, that's what it's a great story. It's a great it's story. It's a great story. Own it. Be like, yeah, this one time I bit a kid. Like that's a fun fact about yeah. yourself. And I think I've told this story before, but there was one time I literally got myself caught on the tether ball and like flung myself around the recess <laughs> yeah. area in circles. And it's just Kids are dumb, you know? Yeah, and it's just fun. It's just, it's I life. love that story. It's life, yeah. I think you should embrace that story. It's one of my favorite stories. That should be your, like, party trick story. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Be like, oh yeah, you did that once? Well, I bet a kid once. Well, I bet a kid. Yeah. So there's it's that. Great. It's great. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. Okay, um, let's get into the stories. Let's get into it. Okay. Into it. Mine's um short and sweet. Oh, thank you. Short God. and sweet. Love love short and sweet. But a great, a great thing for us to talk about. Um, this one is titled Dating as a Doctor. Ooh, I'm single. I'm not a doctor <laughs> and I am single as well. As well. Okay. <laughs> Lex just looked at me and said, it's a girl. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking a single male doctor. That's why I said I'm single. Oh. Oh, I did I thought you were just like saying I relate to you. Yeah. Well, well, well I do. You can interpret but I'm that not a doctor, as so. however <laughs> you want. Okay. Hey, Ash and Taryn. I am a 25-year-old doctor in England who couldn't be more single right now. Mm. I've been qualified for two years and have only really dated medics in my adult life. I'm interested in trying something new, so I've been swiping like crazy on Bumble and Hinge. I'd love to hear your take on the importance of matching your professional and academic background to the guy that you're dating. Do you think I would be better suited in the long term to a fellow doctor or another professional that has studied to a similar level as me? 
And going on from that, do you think it's crucial to match your partner's financial income and spending habits? Would love to hear your opinions on this as I have had a very specific dating experience. LOL. Love the pod. Love, Rebecca. Rebecca. I loved this. this I loved it. It's like, here's a situation. Tell me your thoughts. I thought this was great because I think it's, first of all, I think no matter what we say, you should take it with a grain of salt because specifically with dating, I think there's certain things that are universal. Like obviously like you should be treated well, you should be respected, blah, blah, blah. There should be like foundational things you relate on, but it's so individual. It's Mm. so like unique to you. So, um, we'll say just like what comes to our minds, but I think what is going to be, I think the ultimate thing that you figure out is branching out and trying stuff. And then from there, you'll pretty much know like, this is for me or this isn't for me. And what's also fascinating is there might be some doctors that are amazing today and there might be others that are terrible. And then there might be some that are in a different field that are amazing and then some that are terrible. So it really is individual to the person you're dating and you specifically. Yeah, I think something that you have to ask yourself when it comes to situations like this is what are you looking for? Um, Like in the relationship 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 (laughs) um and also like in within like settling down with someone um if you're very work focused then you would probably really vibe well with someone else in your field who's also work focused or someone else who has a career that's just as demanding as your career because I know doctors have very demanding careers time-wise um if you're wanting to like have kids and have a family then maybe you would want someone who's actually able to like be home with the kids, even though you can't, you know? So maybe you would need someone who isn't as career focused. If you're, if your goal is to have kids and like have that whole family life. Um, so I think career wise and money wise and education wise, like you kind of have to gauge what you're looking for in the future before you start swiping on people you know for x y and z the conversation might be more stimulating with someone who's at your level but if you want kids and you want to be like very involved in your kids lives you might want someone who isn't you know more family focused well it's like you see a lot of like actors and actresses like they'll say they all date each other right because they're like oh we need someone who like understands our lifestyle and then they're all breaking up and getting divorced because they're Mm. like oh our schedules couldn't coexist or like they both there were so career focused that they couldn't focus on each other so I feel like that kind of covers the whole like career aspect of what you were asking as far as like education I honestly, and maybe it's because school was like <laughs> so hard for me to finally finish. Like me and Ash both related on like it taking us like seven plus years to graduate college. But I don't think that matters as much to me in regards to like if someone like graduated and ended up like finding like a career and a passion that they like went into right after I don't think that's crazy. Like for me, I'm looking more for like work ethic. Like, are you doing things you're passionate about? Are you living a life where you're not just like 
lazy and not, you know what I mean? Like that's more important to me than necessarily like education level. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another one to look specifically at the person. But I think when we get to like, I will only date a doctor. I will only date someone with like a PhD or a master's degree. I will only date someone who makes this much money. Then I think that's when you get into this dangerous zone of being so tunnel vision that you miss quality people that come in your life. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like I've met so many amazing people who didn't go to college or yeah. dropped out, um, who were, very intellectual, who stimulated me, who, who challenged me to think about topics in life in, in different ways and from different perspectives. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I think, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a thing that like, if you have your, your, you know, MBA in something, then, then you could maybe have an, an even deeper conversation, but I don't think that your degree I don't think you have to have a certain level in order to have those deep conversations. Yeah. And like, if you're a doctor and all you talk about is medical stuff at work, like I would think you'd want a break from that. Yeah. And you know then what also I mean, to an at extent? the same time, like opposites attract. So, <laughs> you know, if, if you're very like doctor and you're very um, focused on your career and all you talk about is, you know, all this deep intellectual stuff, maybe you need someone who's just a goof. Yeah. You know, who's fun, who, who helps you relax, who brings out like the spontaneous adventure side of you. Um, because I, I, I'm just talking from my own personal perspective. If I was to date someone just like me, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we'd ever like go out and have fun. You know, I need people in my life to bring yeah. the fun out of me a lot of times. Fully. And you know, I've had conversations with people that are like, Oh my God, it looked like you had so much fun this weekend. I'm like, Oh, I literally wouldn't have done any of that by myself yeah. if it wasn't for like totally. me having people in my life that are the exact opposite of me. So ah, you just, it's one of those things you have to figure out what you're looking for. Yeah. I think, I think it's more of, am I attracted? Is there like a spark? Is there like, is the conversation good? And then like from there, you just get to know the person and see what they want, you mm. know what I mean? Or what you want. Also, like, the finances thing, I get, again, I mean, I feel like I'm, like, saying the same thing over and over, but I think it's very individual. Like, I would not mind me personally if I was, like, with someone who's really good at finances and I'm, like, bro, just give me an amount I can spend a month and, like, <laughs> I'm fine with that. I don't need to be involved in that because I've never, money has never been my strong suit I don't like how I get when I focus too much on it and I'm not the best at making like wise decisions so like for me I wouldn't mind being with someone who like took over finances there's other people who are like want their own separate finances there's other people who are like I'm the breadwinner you take care of the kids like it's so specific to like whatever makes you guys happy and makes your relationship good those are things I think you need to discuss. That's why I'm such a fan of premier, uh, what's it called? Premarital counseling. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Um, because I think it is a space where someone's asking you those hard questions. So you don't just get into a marriage and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't agree with the way you do finances. Well, I don't agree with the way you do. And then you're stuck. So I think those are all things that you do need to get into, but I don't think those should necessarily be things that you use as qualifiers. 
you I, know? I agree with Taryn. I think those are things that you you have those conversations with someone later on in the relationship, not right away. Yeah. Um, and, and realizing that everyone's different and everyone's perspective is, is, is fine. And it's, it's okay. Like Taryn's perspective is she'd rather not. I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. And I've worked very hard to pay off my debt. So if I'm marrying someone who has 80,000 in college debt, no, thank you. I love you and I'm going to do life with you, but I'm not, I'm not stepping into that, you know? Yeah. Um, for financial security for me. Yeah. So that, in and of itself, realizing that the way I want to do it and the way Taryn wants to do it are both okay and fine is kind of this really like freeing thing because then it doesn't matter who you're dating. If, if once you get into that like level of relationship and you have that kind of conversation with him, it, it almost like opens up the field to like, Hey, like it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like we're going to work on us and then finances yeah. can be separate. Fully, fully. No, I agree. And I think that's why it's so, it's so hard to give advice for like specific stuff like this, because everybody has such different, well, and then I can never finish the thought because I get excited about my next (laughs) one. But, and then like, I look at like 10 years ago, what I thought I wanted versus now it's changed so much. And it's because I dated or I talked to people that were what I said I wanted. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, I don't want that. You know what I mean? So I think it's just, I think dating becomes scary and very intimidating when you get too involved in the pre-thought of what you want. I'm a victim of that. And I think that's one of the reasons I am still single is because I am so picky about what I think I want. Like I'm struggling in this area too, but I think it, it does need to get stripped down to you have your deal breakers, you have your standards, but then you also just like get to know who that person is individually and then be smart. If, if you start to catch feelings, things are flowing. Is this a person I can align with for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And then, then those like hard decisions come into place. But I just think we should be careful about, putting too many like stipulations into going into a relationship. Yeah. Cause as of right now, it feels like a lot of judgment going into a simple swipe. Yeah. When you don't know the guy yeah. or the girl or whoever, like if, if, if all you're trying to do is find someone to go on a date with, you need to set all these feelings aside and simply give the guy a shot. And if, or the girl, um, and if, if you click and you go out a few times, then you can start, pulling one of each topic out one at a time, you know, and testing it out. But dating is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be getting to know the person and giving them a chance to show their best side, giving you a chance to show your best side. Agreed. Allow time for that. And then, you know, have the the conversations later. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine sitting down. So how many figures debt. a year do you make? <laughs> let's talk, do let's you talk about student debt. loans. Do you budget? But see, that's, I mean, that was such a perfect, like how you said, I'm not willing to be involved in someone's student loans. And me, like, I'm like, everyone has student loans. Like, that's a perfect yeah. example right there mm-hmm. of like, we both are like quality individuals and we're both probably going to pull completely different quality individuals based off of like how we think. And there's nothing wrong with like Uh -uh. one ask one outlook or another. That's why it's so individual. Mm -hmm. So individual. Yeah. So all this to say, you got this, don't lower your standards, but just open your mind to what that could entail. Yes. Yeah. Done and done. 
Okay, moving on to my story. This one is titled, I'm Lying About School to Everyone. Ooh. Hi, ladies. Love a good scandal. (laughs) I love the podcast. You have impacted so many lives, opening up so many conversations, and giving strength to those who need it. There will never be enough ways to say thank you both for your team, for all the work you've put into this podcast. We truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you. Now that I'm done fangirling over here, let me introduce myself. Yes, you can use my name. I'm Steph, a 25-year-old Canadian gal trying to figure out life. My Enneagram is a four, at my best a seven, and at my worst a nine. Everyone's worst is a nine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can say that because I am a nine. Yes, you can. Here's a bit of context for my story. I am in the process of changing my field of work from drafting to GIS to becoming an educational assistant. After working three years in the drafting and GIS field, I find out I can't work in an office environment. I hated absolutely everything about it. Wait, I'm so sorry. What's GIS? I have no idea. Yeah. Should we look it up? Yeah, can, Lex, can you look that up? Uh, we'll put a pin on pin in that. I'm currently working at a grocery store to cover my bills and pay for school. I also have my boyfriend who is working a full-time job and fully supports my decision to do so. Here's my dilemma. I'm currently procra- procrastinating to do an assignment because I waited until the last minute to do my work and stressed about it so I can't even start the assignment. Side note, I also have horrible time management skills. This past weekend, I lied to my boyfriend about getting an assignment done because I didn't want to ruin the weekend after he had a stressful week. And I had also told him I'd get the assignment done before the weekend. Obviously, that didn't happen. During the whole weekend, I felt guilty about lying and receiving praise that I didn't deserve. During the week, I had plenty of time to work on my assignment, but instead, I started a new Netflix binge while playing puzzles on my iPad. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't the first time either. I've lied at least two other times about it. You'd think I'd get it by now that if I actually did the work, I'd be able to enjoy those activities without having any guilt. But no, I don't understand why I can't prioritize school during the week to be able to enjoy my weekends. The schoolwork is easy. What makes it hard is doing it online. There's a lack of structure for me. I also don't understand why I think it's okay to lie about my assignment because if I don't complete it on time or complete it at all, I'll lie about that too. Everything from the outside has to look good and dandy, which good and dandy. That's so cute. (laughs) So I'm going to end up with a bunch of lies and guilt, then have to explain why I failed after saying things were absolutely fine. I'm already stressing about that conversation and being exposed. Please help. I'm driving myself crazy. I feel like I'm digging a hole that will become a volcano. (laughs) Thank you in advance. Love, Steph. Dang. And we're going to come back to the pen. What is GIS? Software okay, analytics. Okay, so software analytics, geographical mapping. <laughs> I love, she's probably listening and I'm like, geographical that's not, mapping. that's not it. <laughs> she's mm, wrong. <laughs> what if it's just something simple, like general something, something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll never know. <laughs> um, it sounds For like you're sure. super smart. So congratulations on that. Um. Dang, honestly, this gives me a little bit of PTSD from school because I struggled in the same area of like just doing terrible and 
realizing it was my fault because I just like wouldn't do it. Yeah. And then also like trying to like hide from my parents when I'd have to like withdraw from a class or something. Oh my God. I was terrible at it. I was, I wasn't great at it either. I, the thing is for me is I happen to be one of these people and I'm so curious stuff. If you're the same way, I work really well under pressure. So one of my downfalls is I know that I can get it done in a night. Yeah, and it'll be a, yeah. it'll be a C. I can really. I'll that. pass. You know, it'll be okay. Um, so I I would I constantly would struggle between like, oh, if I had actually like scheduled out time to work on this a little bit every day for a week, I could have done a plus work, but I never did because I would yep. prioritize everything else because Same. I knew that event I would get it done eventually mm-hmm. and I'll pass. So it was kind of like. It was kind of like my downfall because it, I always knew I would get it done. But also I feel like someone can listen to this and go, oh, but you were too scared to apply yourself. It's a false to actually sense of confidence. see how good you were. Because yeah. it's a mental twist. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like, I'm good enough. But then I'm like, clearly I'm not. Because if I did it for four years straight, yeah, I couldn't no, do it. It's, it's, a, it's a confidence in like, oh, I'll, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then you can focus on the other things that bring you more joy. And yeah. I think it, it's just like a struggle that comes with like not enjoying school. Yeah. And some people just don't. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I would be curious like what your what your process for like when you're doing homework is. Like maybe if you're if you only do homework like in your room and you're bored. So then you lay on your bed and do stuff like have you tried going to a coffee shop? Have you tried reaching out Library. to other friends and being like, hey, like, are you down to have a work day? What I love about the older you get is work day can mean anything. Like, I literally met up with one of my best friends and she does like theater stuff. So she was reviewing scripts and like looking up plays while I was editing videos. Like, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, work day can mean anything. So I think you like pull together people and just say like, Hey, like I'm having a day, like, or I have work I need to do. Do you guys want to meet up at a coffee shop? And like, Mm -hmm. we can all work together. Like maybe you need to like pull from other people in that area. So I would be curious in what your routine looks like. Um, so I had a, I had a dramatic change in my life. I went from going to a community college and transferring to a four year and something really big changed for me between that, those two schools. Um, and it was essentially me figuring out my, my, uh, studying style. (laughs) Um, I don't think I ever had it a study style. I never knew what mine was in high school. I think my community college years was a period of me trying different study styles and not finding one that clicked. And then, um, once I got to my four year, I just clicked into place (laughs) and I figured it out and it took me unfortunately a really long time to figure it out. But I love study buddies. It changed, it changed everything for me. I have a really hard time focusing on my own. My phone is there. 
I, I get distracted with random stuff. I can't folk. I can't do schoolwork at home. I've never, I've yeah. never been good at it. Um, so I was a type of person who would have to go sit in a coffee shop, have to go to the library. And I hated going by myself because for some reason I had social anxiety about sitting by myself I get that. in a library. So one of the best things that ever happened to me was I met this girl. We were about the, we were like the same age and in the same, um, major and we just became study buddies. And so we would go to the library every day together. We would have study sessions together at coffee shops and I can't hop on my phone when I have a friend next to me and I can't be shopping online when I have a friend next to me. I can't edit a video, even though that's work for me when I'm at a study group. Yeah. Because I have a, it's like a workout accountability partner, you know, like they're watching you and that changed everything for me. So I became a very social studier. Yeah. I think too, that's the hardest balance to find, especially with online classes Mm -hmm. is being intentional. Yeah. Like your day blurs together. So you're like, Oh, I'll do homework now. But then like, Oh, I'm going to watch the show and I'm going to, you know, eat lunch and now I'm going to do laundry. And, and Mm -hmm. Ash has talked to that, uh, talk to that talked about that before in regards to like working from home balance Mm -hmm. of you can't just do the laundry or dishes because Mm -hmm. that is breaking the routine of like no this is my work time this is my nine to five yeah so I think it's about being intentional and whether that's being an intentional being intentional in your home or taking it somewhere else you just got to find what works best for you now I will say I mean, obviously, if you do fail your class, that's a conversation you're going to have to have with people. I don't think you need to rush into being like, everyone, I have an announcement. I've been lying and I've been doing like because I think you have a lot of like guilt and shame tied to this area. So I think that eventually that will be freeing for you if Mm -hmm. you talk to people and have that accountability. But I would just be careful in like how you do that and make sure like, you know, if you need help getting things in place, that could be a good way to like start that conversation or if you need to get things in place and then bring people in. Um, but I think that that's, that's a pattern you need to get ahead of because I think whenever we find ourselves lying about things in our life, that's a really, really big red flag that like something's going on. So I think that you need to like bring light to that eventually. Yeah. And I agree with Taryn. I don't think you need to sit down and be like, I've been lying to you. Yeah. I haven't been doing my schoolwork. I think you just need to be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this class right now. And I need you to check in on me. Yeah. You know, I, any advice that you have would love, would love if you have work to do, if we can have, if I can study while you work, would love to get out of the house twice a week maybe and meet at a coffee shop and get work done um I'm like I'm struggling with school and and I just need that support it doesn't have to be this you know I've been like keeping the secret from you you know yeah reach out to your professor and just be like hey I personally have just been going through some stuff like is there any extra credit I can do do you have advice on like how to continue this semester in ways that will set me up to pass because I know I'm not doing too hot like I think the, you just need to start having conversations, but right now you're hiding everything and then it's just creating this mm-hmm. pile that you're, I'm sure you feel like I'm not going to be able to get out of. Yeah. So I think you need to like not let it have power over you, but sometimes we have to face like I, I am in this situation because I did these things mm-hmm. and now like 
I might have to face consequences, but how do I move forward? Yeah. And then also just recognizing everyone is doing online oh my stuff gosh, right yes. now and everyone is in the same boat. Like that is so hard. Even when I was in school, I had to take online classes to complete in time. I'm and I hated the them. online yeah. classes. Ask me anything about those subjects. I know nothing. Yeah. Like I mm -hmm. memorized it to do the test and I just moved forward. So you are not alone in that. Yes. Also, she added, I missed this at the end, but she added PS, sorry for any spelling or grammar mistakes. I'm dyslexic and French is my first language. You wrote it beautifully. Oh, I would. Yeah. You did so well. I didn't notice anything. So good on you. Well, also, Steph. if you are dyslexic, because I've had close friends and family who've struggled with that, that's a whole other that's barrier. Hard. So I would make sure like you're checking in with that too, like to see if you need some extra help in that area, like yep. there's no shame in needing assistance. So Not I think, all. I think you've got to do some searching of like, what does successful school sessions look like for me? Mm -hmm. And then kind of go from there. Yeah. And don't compare yourself to anyone no, else. No. Yeah. Not fair. Yeah. However you got to do it. Hey, do what you got to do. If me and Ash could finish. Anyway, the future is bright for you. <laughs> okay. 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 Steph, thank you so much for writing in. Loved the topics from today. I think they were both very interesting and very specific, which was, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that too. All right, y'all let's, you know, wrap it up with a dad joke. Um, this one's pretty good, Ash. Oh, okay. Ready? I'm ready. My friends keep telling me I'm addicted to brake fluid, but I can stop whenever I want. <laughs> of course, I get it, Taryn. I get Isn't it. Isn't it good? I get it. Isn't it good, though? It's good. It's good. <laughs> it is good. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Guys, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, <laughs> supporting us in all the things that we do. Uh, we love you guys. Follow us on all the things. Yes. And uh, we'll talk soon. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.